What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Huddle. It's The Huddle. All right, y'all. It is season two, episode two. And today is a very special day because we are not by ourselves. We have a very special, I can't really call him guest. He's family to the Kingdom Over Castles ministry. He's certainly not a stranger. If you came to Deception, you've seen him on stage. If you are a part of the drama ministry, you know him very well. Austin, can you tell us who we have today? We have... Larry! Hey, we got Larry in the house. What's up, my guy? What's going on, family? <laughs> it's so nice to have you back Appreciate home. It. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, y'all. So we're here, season two, episode two. We're doing it big. I don't know if y'all know this, know this or not. I think last season I told him that we were, what, global? Yeah. We're international. <laughs> we're international. international <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We're international. You want to know why? Because on SoundCloud... I think it's like 14 followers. That's international. Oh, okay. Oprah better watch out. Uh, That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 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 no, but we certainly thank and appreciate all of you uh, people who listen and support the show. Thank you to um, Pastor Jeff, who was on last week. But we got Larry in the building. Larry, what's cracking? Nothing to it but to do it, man. I'm feeling good. I'm glad to be here. Uh, it's definitely a privilege, man, to be sitting next to you guys. Conversate about some stuff. Well, we appreciate having you in the building. It's still such an honor. Um, the first segment of the show is, of course, Hear Me Out. Does anybody got anything they want to say? I do. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and come out and say it. I know everybody out there, y'all seen the Red Table Talk. Will and Jada in oh, August God. and all this stuff. I know we've been talking about it. There's memes. Entanglement. Well, let me tell you what I'm entangled about. All right. I don't want people to look at that as the standard of relationship. Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to go into detail about that, but hear me out on this. If you haven't learned anything else from, I'll say, watching that video, learn this. Wherever you're going in this life, your journey, don't step on other people's hearts to get there. Mm. Ooh. We, we try to make excuses about like why we treat people... Um, you know in wrong ways and we call it our journey and we call it finding ourselves but if we have to step on somebody's heart to get there then that's not the right way to do it there's other ways to do it there's there's ways to constructively uh, go through your alone season or go through your single season without you know harming somebody else's emotions and their hearts in the process so with that being said I'm gonna leave it at that we're not gonna go and, and be juicy we're not TMZ or anything yeah. like that but I had to address that at least say how I felt about it no that's true it's crazy because a lot of people are kind of I mean because you're a public figure you know people look at everything that they do and they're quote unquote an example mm-hmm. to people who watch them to their audience anytime you have a platform you are responsible for the messages that you put out yeah. but um it's a really jacked up situation it's a jacked up situation for me personally because it's like the situation, of course, is wrong. But then again, it's Hollywood. So I battle with, like, how much of this is true? Mm-hmm. You know, I know a good PR scheme when I see one. I'm like, this is an issue four years ago. We bring it up now. Mm-hmm. And and just, like, I think because I look at marriage and family and stuff as something that is so sacred, I, I couldn't imagine discussing such a, a horrible issue on TV. Right. I mean, like, we have the creative genius in, that, in the Smith family is very creative. Mm-hmm. So it's like, y'all can do a lot of things for TV. I think this is the one time you should be off of the cameras if this family really means that much to you and actually handle it. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I think we, 
you know, want to be an example while we're working out details. And sometimes that's healthy, but a lot of times it's not. Right. Sometimes it's best to just step down and figure out whatever it is you need to figure out. It's just really, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't um, do that. But uh, since we're talking about Hear Me Out, Larry <laughs> came in the building with some, uh, where's, where's no, that? Oh, I got him right here. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, I don't even know what episode it was. It was episode, what, the last episode of season one. So was that? Yeah, 12, 12. 12. Yeah, yeah. We talked about strawberry taste uh toaster pastries and i said somebody who's been in the struggle couldn't get pop tarts so they had the uh the toaster pastries and he said they were nasty or he didn't know how they would taste i just said they sounded sketchy yeah Yeah. pastries bro like come on dog bro i have not oh it's three in the pack bro i told y'all we should have had one here and had him taste this one and have him taste this one the other one pick out which one is the best they look different though okay Bro, we about to get him to try this. They torture me, y'all. Y'all help me. They torture me. It's not like it's bananas. See, nah. <laughs> Let me hear, hear me out on this. Bananas are not that bad. They are trash. That's they're trash. Bananas Here. are top five fruits. Okay, I'm All about right. to eat this. He's about to try the pop tarts. Ooh, y'all pray for me, man. If I fall out, y'all see it. Honestly, it's on live now, so they can't get away with this. Okay. We both know that. We both know that. He's fronting. He knows that this is good. It's pretty fine. I'm not going to lie. I'll humble myself and say that. Right, right. You want the whole box? No. Oh, (laughs) yeah. You know what? I'm going to take this blessing. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Take it. Yeah. You want some? No. We've experienced the goodness of the Lord. We want you to experience the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Larry, what's going on with you, man? Oh, hanging in there, man. Just working day to day. So. Are y'all like, how does that, how does work look like in this virus for y'all? How that? Uh, actually, we still have to mask up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we request that the customers mask up, but more so us for their protection and whatnot, just so they'll feel better, feel safer. But we haven't slowed down at all, man. We're still rocking and rolling, honestly. I mean, that's a blessing. Yeah, definitely. So many people have uh, not been able to work. That's something that I wanted to, and I'll discuss it at the end of the podcast so we can get on in the topic, but um, there's something I want to discuss to everybody. It's very rare that I have like a word word to where I want to like address KOC with something, but I actually do have something today that I want to talk about at the end of this episode. But for now, it's time. We are about to dive into, check this out, LA, the blessing in the blend. Hey! <laughs> Blessing in the blend. Come on. Bars. <laughs> Bars. Okay. So it's no secret that in the kingdom, um, we are all made up of people from different backgrounds. You know, some of us grew up in church, some of us didn't grow up in church, some of us, even in growing up in church, came from different doctrines. We sung different, we dressed different, we we rejoiced different, we we even interpreted scriptures different. With a ministry like KOC with Kingdom Over Castles, the first thing I knew is that there was division in the kingdom and we had to figure out a way to tear the wall down. Mm-hmm. Now, my method of tearing the wall down is arts. That seems to be something that no matter what happens in this world, in this country, People can agree on arts. People can agree on music. They can agree on movies or whatever that is. So the reason that we have to tear it down and once we tear this wall down, we see that because we're coming from different backgrounds, we're now a blended family. 
mm-hmm. which means that there are going to be ideas that you have that I don't have, and I'm going to have ideas that you don't have. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing more beautiful than when a family blends. And so that's on the spiritual level. But we know now in the world we have actual families who are blended. And I couldn't think of a better person to invite to talk about this <laughs> than Larry himself. <laughs> Amen, man. Amen. So, uh Blended families, what is that like? Let's just start with that. What is that? Honestly, um, it doesn't feel any different than a non-blended family because the love is there. Mm -hmm. And once the love is there, it's just like everything else doesn't even matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, you really don't even pay attention to it. And I heard you just reference uh, the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, just like once you get to the kingdom of heaven, none of that matters. You right. feel what I'm saying? Right. So um, it's right. kind of the same feeling. Um, that's uh, so like and the reason I ask that is because a lot of people, you know, culture and society will um, per, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Project it to be something that's like filled with drama or filled. Oh, yeah, and so yeah. like now that's something that people feel like, why even try? Yeah. You know, even in coming together in churches, people assume that there's going to be drama. So no one tries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like something that you had to overcome? Was that ever a fear? Like, will this ever work in, in the process of, of dating your wife before like marriage and all of this stuff? Was that something? Uh, honestly, me personally, no, I was never really worried about would it work, um, based on that aspect. Um, I always looked at the differences as a challenge and as an obstacle that you can overcome together as opposed to a hindrance to move forward in your relationship. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like when we have differences as far as cultures, backgrounds, I'm like, okay, well, allow me to take interest in that and show me and I'll do the same to you and in the middle we'll meet and, you know, uh, find some common ground. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I I never really paid attention to the the differences on a negative scale. Right, right. Um, I'll chime in here too uh, and say that I've been not in a blended, uh, I'm still single obviously, but I have been in an interracial relationship um, and I understand you're in one as well. What are some of the challenges? Because I know a lot of times the challenges aren't with each other because mm-hmm. you're with each other. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But a lot of times what I experienced was challenges with the outside people. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's challenges in uh, your your significant other's family. And then other times it's just how people look at you in public. Yeah. How? What is that? Do you have any experiences of like just discrimination or anything like that or just any challenges? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, as far as... The family aspect, <clears throat> I guess that's where it starts. You would think that strangers in the public would look at you, you know, with a turned up nose, but it's actually the family because they're not expecting you to do that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when they do look at you with a turned up nose, my personality is cut from a different cloth. So I'm like, I understand, but I'm with this person. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sharing my life with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much you, mm-hmm. but more so this person. I'm waking up to this person. I'm going right. on dates with this person, you know. So 
I really don't let that that affect me. And it's 2020, man. It's like half the world population nowadays is right. Mm-hmm. It's blended. Right. So, but you still run across those. I'm honestly, I'm kind of <laughs> in a situation now to where I'm being stereotyped. Mm-hmm. So it's like it bothers me, but it does it. It doesn't bother me enough to to get angry. It bothers mm-hmm. me to be like, okay, well, let me let me show you different. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Let wow. me show you. Man, I I resonate with that because um, growing up in this area, there are a lot of and you know we just we're, we're hot, humble, open, transparent. Growing up in this area, there's a lot of um, white girls. White. I grew up with a lot of white girls, mm-hmm. so I dated or tried to you know date whoever I thought was pretty at the time. Right. But I ran into a lot of discrimination with um, fathers. Mm-hmm. You're, you're very right as far as it starting with the family. Mm-hmm. So it would get to the point where I couldn't even date them because of discrimination. Mm-hmm. And one thing I know that I got myself into was this cycle of trying to constantly prove myself. Yeah. Um, that I wasn't like uh, a thug or I wasn't like what you think all black people are like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, if I'm being real with you, it was... There was some positive benefits to it, but a lot of it was it brought about insecurities in myself. Mm-hmm. And so it was almost like everything that I was doing, I was doing to try and prove myself to someone else. Yeah. Who I shouldn't have even cared about. But in the back of my mind I always thought about, you know, who didn't accept me. It's so funny how we really don't care about the ones who do accept us. We have all these people around us who affirm us, who say, oh, you're great. Like, our parents are like, you're amazing. You're the best one to ever do it. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, that's cool. But we want to prove to the one person who, who, um, who, doesn't, yeah. who doesn't approve us. Yeah. We care about their approval more than anything else. And I just think that's, it's ironic how we do that sometimes. I know that's something that I've done a lot in my life. So, mm. And it's, it's such an interesting situation to me because, like, you know, it's different. I think, you know, in your case, like you're saying, being married and you don't see a problem with it but now there's kids involved mm-hmm. you know now you have children involved and so you are was there ever a point in this situation of of blending families where you guys really i mean obviously we're all different and we come from different backgrounds mm-hmm. but how was the differences in raising children what does that look like as far as raising kids uh yeah it's different it just it just all depends on on the person that you're with my wife she um i'm the disciplinarian right okay because how i grew up you know black moms exactly okay so i'm the disciplinarian my dad was stern uh she's stern but she's not a, a real firm believer on the the whoopings. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? So right. I have to take that in consideration mm-hmm. to where it's like, okay, well, <clears throat> let me try these steps first. Yeah. You know, so I can accommodate her. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, hey, I'm going to take it on my method. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it takes consistency. But it's like that's that's really, I would say, the only difference in raising kids, my personal experience is the the uh the the discipline side because the love is there everything else just it formulates mm-hmm. but that discipline that's where we kind of like we go our different ways but we try to meet in the middle mm-hmm. you feel what i'm saying yeah 
One of the things that I like uh, most, and you don't hear it as often as you should when it comes to like blended families. When I first met you guys, and I, um, when I first saw all of you guys come to church, I think it was, uh, oh my God, it was, it was one Sunday I had to speak, and you guys came, your family, Mm -hmm. and I was like, that is so beautiful. The thing that I loved is that. I never once heard you say, like, that's her child or her say that's your child. You know what I'm saying? It was mm-hmm. like, this is our family. Mm-hmm. And there was never a a, a a separation of who belongs to who. Mm-hmm. It was blended, truly blended. Because a lot of people are blended by last name, but they're mm-hmm. not, like, blended mm-hmm. by, like, love and acceptance. There's, like, a separation of, like, you know, I show favoritism here mm-hmm. I, and, and I don't really you know, go all the way with you on this side because that's like your your mom, you know. Mm-hmm. It was always a oneness and that's the thing that I love and I thought was really beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Because a lot of people, I think, um, like the term we hear, like this is my stepchild or step... Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel yeah. like that always lessens the value to the kid. Yeah. feels like I'm not really in all the way right. you know what I'm saying like there's yeah. this wedge between us mm-hmm. that you have to keep announcing like well mm-hmm. this is this is like my stepchild because this is not all the way my child it's almost as if like a disclaimer if yeah. they should do anything that's not cool like <laughs> keep in mind that this is my right. stepchild you know what yeah. I'm saying yeah, 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 and, yeah. and like that's something I've never seen you guys do and I thought that was pretty awesome thank um, you yeah he calls me dad so I call you son yeah because I think that's I? what it is though mm-hmm. you have stepped into that role yeah and i think there are just certain roles that are standards Mm -hmm. and we have biological people who are supposed to be in roles Mm -hmm. and don't do their job and so somebody just steps in and and takes over Mm -hmm. it doesn't change like the name doesn't really change or what they do in that position doesn't change i mean there's so many people out there who have mothers and fathers who aren't their biological Mother right. or father, right? But they still fill in that role, yeah. And um, it's like you said, like when you put on that label of step so yeah. and so or half so and so, you almost treat the person as damaged goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or use. It's like when you stamp a, 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 a sticker, a use sticker on something. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh well, it's not brand new or it's not just of my flesh or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I've seen time and time again people who weren't biologically connected have better relationships than those who were. Yeah. And so the titles and stuff, you can throw those out the window. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. about what you do when you're given the opportunity and when you're given the, the position because people act like it's a, um, I don't know, that's something that they should be given. Like it's an honor to be a father mm-hmm. or a mother. Uh, and, and especially if you're if somebody's giving you the space to step into their life with yeah. their child, it is an honor, which I know that you value, and you, so you treat him like he's your son because mm-hmm. he is at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, all the titles and stuff, I think we get so caught up on that because I have um, a brother uh, of mine. He's my older brother, but we don't have the same mom. Mm-hmm. And most people say, oh, there's a half-brother. But I'm like, no. That, there was something that didn't sit right with me yeah. when I said that because when people ask me, how many brothers do you have? I got... Two, three, and a half, but he's yeah. a human. He's a whole human. He's yeah. still yeah. my brother. And, yeah. you know, we just get so caught up on this stuff. And, and I think it can be um, damaging to the person that we're speaking of mm-hmm. and even just our perception or people's perception of them. Yeah. So what was that like? Like initially meeting your, like initially meeting all of them, what was that like? Were you talking about my wife? Mm-hmm. What was it like? Yeah. Um, 
It was it was for me. It was enjoyable for her. It was probably nerve wracking mm. because. Uh, <laughs> sorry, babe. I don't mean to throw you under the bus. But uh, we was, you know, we was texting back and forth and everything, and uh, she just told me, she was like, uh, I can come over and I can visit. This one I was living in Atlanta at the time. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, well, you can come over. If you don't like what you see, then just walk away. You can mm-hmm. just leave. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, dang, okay. So I was like, whatever. So I get there, <clears throat> and apparently, obviously, I stayed. But... um I mean, I, like I say, it, it was enjoyable for me. I, I laughed for, I would say, like two days straight, and I still throw it up in her face about it because mm-hmm. I'm like, you're beautiful. You don't think you're beautiful enough? I mean, to say that at the beginning, if you don't like what you see, you walk away. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, you should have never said that because mm-hmm. obviously I stayed. But Yeah, and I think that like it's just very rare that you find people honestly man enough to walk into that situation mm-hmm. you know and not that it's a situation you know what i'm saying not that it's even anything bad yeah. you know because there's a lot of people who listen who have kids there's a lot of moms who have kids there's some dads who have kids who feel like that's it you know nobody would mm-hmm. want to walk into this situation and that's not the yeah. case at all um it's yeah. not true i just think that you you have to there's certain people who are man or woman enough to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like that a person that comes into that situation, I feel like knows what they want mm-hmm. right off mm-hmm. the back. And there's no like time for games, you know. Yeah. Because you obviously know, okay, you have a son, uh, if we're gonna do this thing, we're gonna make it serious, he's right. gonna become mine. Yeah. I'm gonna mm-hmm. step in the place of a father figure, I'm gonna take care of him like he's my own. I can't have you without him, y'all are package deal. Exactly. So you're you're absolutely that. right about that. Let me tell you, one thing that helps a lot of people and and when you see stuff like that, it just happens organically. It's because when there's two people who aren't looking for what they can take, but what they can give. Yeah. So when you look at a situation and you're not looking at, well, what can she can she add value to to me? No. Now you're looking at what can I give her? Mm -hmm. And that's part of it. Oh, I can give her a father, too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Because you're. You're looking at how you can serve her. Mm-hmm. And, and to add on to that, uh, a lot of people fail in relationships because they're looking at what they can get out of it and not yeah, what they so can true, give. Yeah. And um, it's okay. Just wait because some, we all have to, we have to take care of us first. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't take care of you first, then you're always going to be looking at what the other person isn't doing or uh, what they have going on that will be you know, a, a burden to you. But once you take care of you first, now you're looking, what can I give? Yeah. Uh, can I give myself? Can I actually, um, as the scripture says, die to myself for this person? Can I sacrifice? Yeah. Can I lay my life down for this person? And um, what you do is a great example of that. You, you, know, you weren't necessarily looking for, how can she just make me look good? Or how is it going to make me look? Mm-hmm. It's not about that. It's about, I see this girl. I want to do life with her and whatever she comes with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's an awesome thing, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Especially, like, because kids are awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's like, was there, at what point were you like, this kid is, like, super cool? Uh, At what point? Mm-hmm. When we would Skype, uh, we would Skype, and I saw him standing up on the back of the couch playing darts. Like, every time I would Skype with his mom, he'd find his way in the room he be uh, doing little stuff to get attention, and I'd be laughing. And then one day, I was Skyping with her, and the man then jumped on the back of the couch in his drawers oh uh, playing darts. Uh-huh. 
So I'm like, wow. First off, I mean, you know, I couldn't have done it as a kid, but just right. seeing him just be so free and and just enjoy life, it, it just, it, I just loved it. At that point, I was like, yeah, little yes. man is, is is definitely cool in my book. That's pretty yeah. awesome. That's cool. So let me ask you this, um, because I know one of the things that I see people kind of run into a wall with is when you get into a relationship like that and then you have a conversation about discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I see what I see with that when I think about your story, because I've seen you with your son and mm-hmm. I've seen how he's around you and I see how he respects you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that comes from just the love mm-hmm. that you now have for him. Because I can see how initially you don't want to overstep your bounds. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. when you begin to actually love him mm-hmm. discipline is necessary um you know even they said god disciplines his children mm-hmm. the ones that he loves that, yeah so if you didn't care about him if you didn't love him you would just let him do whatever he wants exactly. but because you love him you see the need for discipline like you would your own son and i think that that's where um you know it just organically happens mm-hmm. and, and you don't really have to have that conversation about like don't discipline my son yeah it's like well you're asking me not to love him. Basically, right? yeah. Because point. it's as we've seen in our lives, our parents discipline us. Mm-hmm. People can agree or disagree, but we're sitting here today, mm-hmm. um, not in jail somewhere. And I think it's partly because of you know the, that discipline that we grew up with. And it's because they loved us. And I've seen yeah. a lot of people with you know parents. My parents let me do whatever. And yeah, just, we see. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah see. I can tell. Yeah, that's why you where you are. But that's one thing I could I I try to explain to him because it was explained to me. Um, because like every kid, they feel like, well, I'm not gonna say every kid, but majority of kids, they feel like, um, I'm getting this whooping because you're mad at me mm-hmm. or because you don't like me. So I make sure that he understands what you just said. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing this because I love you because I don't want this to happen. I don't want you to mm-hmm. act this way and get these consequences. Right, right. So I have to go about it this way. And once you can show me that I don't have to go about it this way, then, you know, we can go to page two or whatever. We Mm. can take it a different route. But I make sure it's all done out of love. Mm -hmm. Wow. Let me say, you know, I can't ever shut up. But one of the things um, that I realize when it comes to discipline and spankings and whatnot is there's a great debate on now should we discipline our kids with with this Mm -hmm. or can we continue to spank? Mm -hmm. And with that, people have their own opinions. But one thing I know to be true is there's a lesson of pain that has to be learned. Yes. And you can teach your children pain or life will. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And so you can teach them the consequences of pain, you know, now, but, or or you can wait until, you know, they do something crazy and you can't do anything to fix it. You just have to watch at this point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do with that what you will, but that's what I've learned. And the Bible says, "Spare the rod, spoil the child." I have the same, same exact uh, mentality toward that. My favorite example is touching the hot stove. I make that example all the time. It's like a lesson of pain. In order for you to truly see the picture, if you're not getting it the first time, some type of pain has to be incorporated or has to happen, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately. And I think a while back, I'm not going to misquote you, but you were speaking on something as far as that, as far as how Christ 
allow certain things. I think we was at um, can I say it? The, oh, the restaurant. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Oh, uh, we was at Voodoo. Okay, and we were talking, and you were, we was sitting down, and you was like, Christ allows this pandemic. He allows certain things yeah. to happen in people's lives, mm-hmm. you know, in order for them to turn and go the other way, learn the lesson. Do we just never know. Yeah. But my favorite example is the hot stove. It's, it's like true. once you touch that hot stove, it's like it's hot. I'm not gonna touch it. Yeah. You know, is it, I'm, I'm gonna stay away from it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. wisdom too. Yeah, um, wisdom is something that the Bible tells you to ask for, mm-hmm. and so I did that. I asked for wisdom, but what I realized was, more times than not, in order to get wisdom, you have to go through pain. Yeah. Yep. Because it's like with the hot stove. After you touch the hot stove, now you have wisdom on stoves. Yeah. You know a stove like the back of your hand. Mm-hmm. When a stove is red, you know not to touch it. Yes, but sir. You, when you see that it's off, you know what you know how you can deal with it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's because you've looked through that, you've learned through that lens of uh, of pain, and um, I think that all of us ha- have the wisdom that we have because of the discipline and the pain that we've gone through at younger ages. So now we know that when it comes to authority, mm-hmm. you can't just say what you want to say. Yeah. Sometimes you have to comply when you're right, mm-hmm. and um, because pain has showed you mm-hmm. that there's consequences for certain for your, actions, for your and actions stuff. Yeah. So. yeah. That's pretty good. And 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 especially when it comes to discipline, we know that that can be like a kind of awkward thing to like move past, but mm-hmm. just looking at the picture as a whole as a blended family, this is something I want I want to make sure I don't forget. Um whether the 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 biological parents are active or not or around or not or alive or not there still is a, a respect that we have to incorporate for mm-hmm. those who have biologically birthed the children that Absolutely. we now love and now care for. And that's something that, you know, you don't see too many people. And I'm not saying that people will be buddy-buddy. It's just like, remember that time where in the beginning of the quarantine, um, I forget what celebrity it was, but they said... Oh, my gosh. Who was Check that? Oh, uh, man. Not Forrest. Uh, I'm tripping. Bruce Willis. No? It, yeah? I forget the okay. name, but basically, dude was trying to be quarantined with his kids and his ex, but the kids were grown. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Who did that? Yeah, it, it's, it's some, some, it's some it's, celebrity. And like, yeah, that's that. crazy. I, <laughs> I was like, see, that's a little too much respect. Like, that's, that's trying me, basically. But like, there is a, a healthy form of, of respect. I think one of my favorite examples is... Um, uh, Pastor Tori Roberts and Sarah Jakes. Oh, wow. How yeah. they are not, you know, they're a blended family, mm-hmm. but she still respects, like, the children's mother, mm-hmm. and she still can come over, like, for holidays and stuff like that. Now, they're not all kicking it in buddy-buddy, but they definitely have respect because now we're all parenting this child mm-hmm. together. Yes. You get yes. what I'm saying? Yes. How does that look? Is that something that, like, you you have or? No. No? Yeah. And I have that. Every- yeah, I was about to say, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, that's not everybody. It doesn't make her a bad person. It's just like, um, it's that 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 opportunity right. hasn't uh, revealed its head. We wasn't, we haven't been given that opportunity to where we could all sit down and we could talk, or um, they could talk and get on the same mutual understanding mm-hmm. as far as. Um, um, my son or my daughters or anything like that. So, um, no, yeah. that's happened. 
Yeah. I like the way you said we have not had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because that means that, like, you're still open for yeah. it. Yeah. You know, oh, and it's not like something that because some people are just like shut up like I, we haven't had the opportunity we won't have the opportunity like <laughs> Dude, I was I was prime example of it but it takes a level of maturity to actually you know look at it like you just said yeah. um, we are all parenting you mm-hmm. know this child that's what it's about it's about this child mm-hmm. so uh, yeah yeah that's that's pretty um that's that's pretty. You know, that's stuff that people don't really think about or yeah. I think think too much on and just don't even bother. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not in a, a blended family. I don't really have any experience with that. I've seen it, but I don't have personal experience with it other than just, like, what we do as the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because when I looked at that, I went, like, that is an issue that we have seriously in the body of Christ mm. because we all have the same father, mm-hmm. but we come from different backgrounds. Amen. You know, like we can all agree that Jesus is Lord. Like we can all agree that he's the savior, but the relationship and the way we express that relationship is different. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, we, the children don't come together and sit at the table together, Yeah, which is pretty jacked up. It is, man. And I think that, I mean, it goes on to what's happening right now just with the race mm-hmm. stuff that's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. We miss the blessing in the differences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The blessing in the blend because when you get to know somebody else, you get to see their story, They it ends up helping you. You know, there's there's things that they go through that can help you and vice versa. Yeah. And um, just think about it from a cultural standpoint. There are so many cool things um, from the Asian uh, culture that we love, mm-hmm. you know, and and everybody loves Mexican food. Mexican mm-hmm. food, you know what I'm saying. So like, there's so so much beauty in the differences. And if we were all the same, this would be such a boring world. Mm-hmm. We'd be so bland. We'd be like plain applesauce mm-hmm. or some plain yogurt. Mm-hmm. You know, it would just be bland, tasteless. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that I've learned just from watching this stuff is. Is that people in general, it doesn't even have to be on a cultural standpoint, but people in general are so interesting. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a story. Everybody has gone through pain. Everybody has, has gone through trials and tribulations of their own. And each story brings us to where we are mm-hmm. at this point in time. Yeah. And if we sit down long enough to, to, to see these differences and, and see the stories behind you know, each person's eyes... Man, it'll really bless you. Mm-hmm. I just realized that. I mean, people are just fascinating, and we can't. And that's why we can't. We talked about this before in a podcast. We can't put people in in boxes. No, you can't. You know, we can't say all oh, black people are the same. All three of us are different. Like yeah. we East are similar in ways, but yeah. we're very different people mm-hmm. at the same time. And mm-hmm. and I think just as, as Christians first, because we have to be the example for the world, we have to look at each other um, with a mutual respect. Of, yeah. You're different, but you're just as important as I am. Mm-hmm. And take the time to just sit with one another and learn from one another and, and be encouraged. Or, you know what I'm saying? To mm-hmm. Just get to know each other. Mm-hmm. True that. Yeah. And nobody wants to do that. For some reason, we, we it's like we are at this point in the world where we say we want diversity, but no one wants to go first. Mm. You know, it's very rare that you get someone who wants to cross the line first and say, okay, well, I'll come over and like learn about your way of life or your ideas or hear your thoughts on certain things everybody wants to be reluctant to make the first step 
and that's why we don't really progress forward. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I'm telling you, there's, there's something that God put inside of me mm-hmm. just in dropping me strategically in this area mm-hmm. where I'm considered a minority. Um, he's put me here to show people love without boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to L.A. about this a number of times, but, you know, I'm attracted to all, all races. You know, mm-hmm. I don't discriminate. And so I believe that God gave me that attraction for his purposes, mm-hmm. to do what we're talking about, mm-hmm. to engage different cultures. And when you're in a relationship, you know that you now have to step into how they do things, how their family do, does things, and, and learn those things. And we get so comfortable and that's why I believe, you know, people can say, I would just rather date within my own race. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just how I am. So you mean to tell me that you don't think anybody else from any different race is attractive? Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me that if Beyonce was single and you've never dated a black girl before, you're going to say, nah, Beyonce, you're not in yeah, my race. You know what I'm saying? Nah, you're lying to me. Yeah. Like, let's, let's be real. And it's easy to lie and say no when you don't have a chance. Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, yeah. you ain't got a chance. Like, bro, I'm not trying to throw shade, but you really don't have a chance. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's right. like, you don't really have a chance for that. And, and I think that we all should have that. I have that same desire for the sake of, like, ministry and art. Like, I mm-hmm. think the dopest art comes when everybody from different backgrounds work together. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think that the dopest, like, form of art and stuff. Because you can hear stuff and you're like, this is so black. Oh my you know, God. like you can oh, watch a movie oh. like like Soul Plane and be like, bro, this oh is the most gosh, blackest yeah. thing I've ever. And I'm just really not. I'm not that black. Like I'm not all yeah. okay as I'm wearing a dashiki. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I'm not that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. It doesn't have to be all black. It doesn't. Have, there's some extremely like white stuff, and I'm like, okay, but it doesn't have to be like all white. And I think when mm-hmm. we come together, like when we blend together, that's one of the things that I love about this ministry because. It's the one thing in my life that I feel like allows me to really learn, mm-hmm. like to mm-hmm. truly learn from other people. You know what I'm saying? Like even in putting together a storyline, I'm like, OK, there are some scenarios where I know as a black man, we would handle this situation like this. Mm-hmm. There are some other scenarios from talking to white friends. I'm like, OK, y'all would handle it like this. Mm-hmm. And, and then like you get this beautiful picture. And that's what God wants. That's what God desires. A true blended family. Absolutely, you know? man. And yeah. I love what you said, a blessing in the blend. And I think the yeah. blessing is when you are exposed to something that you never would have been exposed to. Mm-hmm. Like you, ne- like in your marriage, you can now say you've learned things and experienced things that you never would experience. I'm telling you. Oh, look. So, look. Now, Austin's going to go to the store and get what? Toaster pastry. I am going to do that. And my kids, they're going to they're gonna eat those, too. Oh, God willing. Gonna, and they ain't God even got to be struggling. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you just, you just don't, you don't know until you go there. Until you try. And let's, like, learn, learn from my ignorance. What did I say? I said it sounds sketchy. Yeah. How mm. many times do we say that about people? Well, and we never engage them. We just mm-hmm. go by off of what somebody's name sounds like yeah we read their application oh, yeah. and we and we hear uh daquan mm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like come on can we be real bro <laughs> right but listen i like country music i do too hands down like I, no, I no joke it's right. i mean like, it's, it's grown but, on me since hanging with abe i do too <laughs> yeah but see the thing about it is is <clears throat> a lot of people look at me and they don't think i like country music right right i love country music yeah um i love Rock music. I love R and B. I love mm-hmm. hip hop. You know, I try to 
widen my horizon with different kind of you know genres of music. Mm, yeah. I haven't really got to the hardcore rock. Oh, I don't God. know if I'm gonna get that, <laughs> but you know it, yeah. it is what it is. Country music has grown on me from it, my experiences with other people. I'm yeah. telling you because the cool thing. Well, I, I don't want to get sidetracked, but I learned to appreciate country music because there was there were experiences behind the mm-hmm. music. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was deeper than just the sound going in my ears. Mm-hmm. So like. I'll find myself driving down a back road or something or driving down the highway with the windows down and I want to listen to country music because it just fits the <laughs> yeah. picture. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like sometimes yeah. rap, like you see the sunset and you got Lil Wayne like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm getting late. I'm getting late. Like it's yeah. not going to work. <laughs> yeah, you like trying to have a moment. And <laughs> you got Lil Wayne. Nah, it's just not going to work. Set the mood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's true. But it becomes a blessing. So for me and my experiences... Um, there is some like I don't listen to all country, but there is some country that I listen to that has been a blessing to me mm-hmm. at certain times. It's been what I've needed in a season. Yeah. And if I was so closed off because it was just yeah. a, uh, a hick thing or, or, or mm-hmm. a white person thing, I would have missed the blessing that it does for me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's true. I mean, there there are differences that upon arrival people assume. Like I people assume that like I. People would think like I play sports. I don't. I am terrible. I'm trash. Don't put me on your team unless you're trying to lose. Like, cause I got you there. Like, that just never was my thing. I never yeah. cared. I don't know who's playing tonight because I don't care. I was in the band for the football team. It was cool with people on the football team and didn't know half of what they were doing. Like, wow. I would travel to schools and play halftime and, and perform and all of this stuff. And people would ask like, "Who are y'all playing tonight?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> like, not, I don't even care. Like, it's well, not I got three much. touchdowns. Okay. Right, you know what I'm saying? And it, right, cool. I guess I, you know, just watch the timer. I guess it's time to go out there and perform. I mean, just sports is what you think, which is cool. I mean, right. Um, and I don't knock people who it was their thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think the more you blend with other people who are not, because there's the we had this conversation last night, like how. We've all become friends and all of this stuff. And like five years ago, you would not have handpicked the people that you're close with mm-hmm. because yeah. you think that you would stick within the box of your ideas. Mm-hmm. And then like when you die to yourself and surrender to God's will for your life, he'll take you on this journey and you'll be engaging with people who you never thought you would be engaged <laughs> with and doing things that you never really thought that you would do. And then you find the blessing in it. Absolutely. That's my, uh, how many times I tell you that I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have met Y'all mm-hmm. and be part of KOC because mm-hmm. it's like, man, it's just a different, it's a uh, breath of fresh air just not being around the, um, what I'm used to, right. basically, where right. I come from. Right. You know, just you guys have a different, a different vibe, mm-hmm. more relaxed, but you're still in tune mm-hmm. with your mm-hmm. spirituality with Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, man, it's just a blessing. Yeah, definitely. It's it, and you know, like, and even the way that we do ministry, the way that I do ministry is encompassing of all of my experiences. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like my love for soul, my love for the hardcore truth, and all of this stuff that comes from growing up in Detroit. So it was like that. But mm-hmm. then coming down here and seeing a more relaxed style, I'm like, okay, we can blend this. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. we can, I can do upscale and grand. You know, we can do a show in the theater, and everything's just you know high end whatever you want to call it or we can sit in the room and it like smell like weed up in here low key oh <laughs> and just do it y'all I'm probably high off contact I don't know necessarily <laughs> what's happening next door but it's affecting me excuse me <laughs> it's affecting me so but yeah I mean it, there's there's always a beauty in blending I even look at like not to leave anybody listening out but like mm-hmm. in, in this ministry 
if you're listening and you don't know, like we do, we do illustrated sermons in a theater and like the cast is encompassing of people from all walks of life. Some of mm-hmm. them go to church. Some of them don't. Mm-hmm. Some people come from different backgrounds or whatever. Some I call CMEs. They go to church Christmas, Mother Day and Easter. <laughs> and I'm cool <laughs> yeah. with that, yeah. you know. But the cool thing is, like, I'm finding now, even, and that's been months, you know, shout out to coronavirus for canceling the last thing, but it's been such a minute. But, like, I even see now that through that blending, people have formed relationships and, like, friendships and all of this stuff. And that's something that you never would experience if you don't, you have to let your guard down is what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. you know. And even in blended families, I think that that is such a courageous and bold move to make that most people honestly aren't opposed to it they're just too scared to try yeah you kind of open yourself up for the uh all the ridicule you kind of go into the situation um me personally i can only speak for me going to the situation okay if this was to happen i'm ready for it because i'm choosing this path right i'm choosing this person right so you kind of open yourself up for for anything that pretty much comes your way yeah. dealing with, with a blended family. Now, when we look at moments like what happened with George Floyd and the racial tension in this country, what is the conversation like in a blended family, especially when you're interracial? Uh, well, it's not really heated. It's just <laughs> she understands that, you know, she looks at the bigger picture of mm-hmm. it being wrong, and she actually talks some sense and some into me as far as they're showing you what they want you to see as far as the media. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of that stuff is, but you can't help but see him take a knee on his neck Mm -hmm. like Kaepernick did on the field. You can't help Mm -hmm. but see that. Right. So, I mean, I know not – I can't step into the the role of what I've been judged as as far as all black people are the same. I can't mm-hmm. say that about all white people. Right. And I'm not going to. Exactly. But uh, it's it's definitely upsetting. Um, you know, I mean, we, we don't talk about it for long. Mm-hmm. You know, we just we just try to, to stay away from, from certain stuff because it's kind of like this is the world that we live in. Unfortunately, it's still like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, as long as, it sounds cliche, but as long as, you know, I do right by her, she do right by me, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. You know, Lord forbid I'm ever put in that situation. Lord forbid they're ever around if I'm ever put in that situation. Mm -hmm. And then that's that's how that goes. Yeah. I I think that, um, because I think about that as well. Yeah. Um, Those are hard conversations, man. And, uh, And I think that, like, with everything going on, we can look at the media. And it's like you said, they're showing you what they want you to see. But we also know that there's truth right in our backyard. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to be leaders in our families. And, mm-hmm. and and I don't just mean in our immediate family, but I mean in, like, grandma, grandpa, greats. Because that's where you see that stuff. Yeah, And that's where, you know, the issues happen when it's comfortable in, in the household, then it, it just it's yeah. an overflow, uh, you know, in the world. It's like what the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we say that, what do we call the, the home? Um, home is where the heart is. Yeah, yeah. It's tied. So whatever is happening in the house is going to happen in public. 
Yeah. And so if you're not taking care of the house, then it's going to show whatever's going on in the house is going to show in public eventually. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's important to just make sure that first the family, you know, and the people that are tied to your family are all in one accord as far as that is concerned, because, um, eventually it will show and you don't want to ever be in a, in a situation to find out. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I do think that God is, God has allowed this thing to become global so that we can step up and make a difference where we are. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said earlier, unfortunately, man, it takes something like this for that to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't just be a, a little thought or, um, you know, he puts it on your heart hard enough to where you'd be like, okay, Lord, I'll listen. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes this. Mm. It takes a death. It takes uh, racism. It takes something so horrible. And then we're like, okay, let's do something. You know, but. Yeah. And, and, the, and the cool thing is, even in having this hard conversation, like in your family, it's like you're part of the solution in this country. The fact that y'all are even married. Yeah, shows mm-hmm. the progress that yeah. we've made in this, the progression that we've made in this country, and like you are a part of the solution, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that I think is this was beautiful. Absolutely, I would say that your your marriage is a protest. Yeah, your marriage oh, wow. in itself is a protest. Your marriage in itself is a product of love without boundaries. Yeah, or racial boundaries, I'll say. Yeah. So, it's yeah. awesome to see. I'll, I mean, I'll say that I'm. Um, I'm proud of you. I haven't even known you that long. But Appreciate it. Just being around you in the short time that I have, um, you do a good job of just being an example by just doing what you do, you know? Thank you. So. Yeah. Appreciate it. For sure. Well, we cannot call this show The Huddle and not leave you with strategy. The reason that we want to leave you with strategy is because we know that this is a fight and we know that it is getting... Okay, wow, you're just going to drive outside. Y'all hear that car? Put <laughs> it to the middle, man. He's flooring it out there. Oh, my gosh. I was, like, on a rhythm. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah. Anyway, we got to give y'all strategy. Strategy. It's the huddle. And um, number one is always pray. Absolutely, man. Number one, I would always say pray. You have to pray before you do anything. The Bible tells us to pray first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The Bible also tells us to pray without ceasing. It also tells us to pray about anything. So I would always say number one is pray. Number two, when it comes to strategy... Man, if, how, how do I... We talked about a lot, man. There's so much. Let's see. If I could give you point two, I would say don't be afraid to engage. Mm. That's really good. Don't be afraid to engage. That's really good. you have any strategy for us as far as building families go? Um, don't be afraid to let your guard down. Mm. Uh, it, can, it, can, it can definitely be a blessing. Take a step on faith. I would say allow yourself to go there and unpack. A lot of times we just go there, but we don't unpack because we fear that we're not going to stick around. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by go there, allow yourself to be vulnerable. In order to love someone, you have to give them the power to hurt you. In order to be fully engaged in the situation, you have to give the other other people that you're engaging with um, enough information that they could, you know, unfortunately use against you. But allow yourself to go there. Let your guard down. Unpack. Stay a while. Stay forever. But that's my strategy here for you today. 
Um, that's all of our strategy here for you today. I want to say thank you to Larry for coming on the show. Thank you, man. Thank it you is, for having um, me. It is such an honor. It's so different. It's cool. I've been telling people this is probably the most therapeutic thing. I feel like this project is really like something for me personally. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, it's resonating with other people, but it's just the one thing that I really wanted to do um, because it's not really grand. It's just sitting here talking and I, I enjoy that. So it's nice, man. What y'all got going is, is keep it up. Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah, so. We'll, we'll, we'll hear from Larry again. We'll sure we'll have him back on the show again. And, of course, we'll see him on stage when, when coronavirus lifts up off your boys. Gerald. Uh, Gerald. Yeah, we got Gerald in the house. Gerald. <laughs> he didn't really die, y'all. Yeah, he's alive. He's I told alive. you. I told you. I, I knew it. I had a feeling. He had I knew a feeling. It. He survived. Nolly, thank you for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate your time. Before we go, we're going to pray, and we're going to ask God to be with us this week. Austin, would you mind praying us out? Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for another day. We thank you for an, another opportunity to just come here and have the hard conversations. Lord, we ask that this conversation not only blesses us and encourages us to, to be better, Lord, but we ask that it blesses each and every person that will listen, uh, that was listening now and that will listen later. Lord, right now, we just speak blessing over Larry and his family. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for the awesome example that they're setting uh, around them and in the communities and the people they're around and I thank you for just um, using Larry today to uh, to help us and to help those that will listen as well and once again just bless him whatever him and his family need we ask that uh, that you would just bring it in full measure uh, right now Lord not another minute whatever he needs emotionally physically spiritually but we ask that you would just open up the windows of heaven and pour him out a blessing he doesn't have room enough to receive well we thank you for LA and his leadership uh, we thank you for this this platform and all the things that you are doing through it. And we ask that you would continue to bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Peace.